You're listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everyone. Great to see you all here for episode number two of Crossum Wrestling yes, Entertainment. It's exciting. I'm Noah Cross. That is my good buddy, Tyler Bard, over there. We are ready to talk all things AEW, specifically this week, Dynamite. Yes. The July 22nd episode of AEW Dynamite was an extremely exciting one. There was a, a lot of surprises, a lot of shocks, and I'll say this right now. Tyler and I talked before. This felt like a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, up and it, down. It really did. The card was absolutely amazing. There was not a, 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 a match that I would say wasn't worthy of a pay-per-view style show. It was an absolutely amazing show. It was a banger, to say the least. And we're getting back to the Dynamite schedule. We had two uh, nights of the um, of the Fighter Fest, you know, a couple nights of uh, things being spread out of the pay-per-view style shows there for AEW. So it's exciting to get back to the Dynamite schedule, Wednesday night, Dynamite, that head-to-head of NXT and uh, AEW there that we're going to get to see. So it's exciting. I'm so excited. I love the Wednesday Night Wars. What for is, sure. It's like, it's like bringing back the Monday um, I love seeing these guys go toe-to-toe. It's so much fun. Uh, the ratings were that. Uh, oh, I, I think only AEW is not afraid of it. They are always talking about the ratings, especially Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is always just like, you know, the 18, the 40 demographic that we still own. Yeah, AEW Dynamite. This is big. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. And it's cool to see the uh, the, the standings there were actually, the ratings, I should say, were getting a little in the favor of NXT for a little bit. And then NXT, uh, AEW just started to cr- climb back up again. It was it was tiny. And it was two weeks. Um, and the mar- error of margin was there a little bit. But as I said, uh, AW definitely made the rise and took it over. So, yeah, let's dive into our opening of the show here. Uh, this is actually from a Cody Rhodes diminishing open challenges for the TNT Championship. And you know how much I love open challenges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, listen, if you ask me, you can't get any better than uh, open challenges, especially for a polarizing figure like Cody, who's able to walk in there, uh, say, you know, listen, this is my yard. This is my ring. I don't care who's back there. Come out here. Challenge me to a match for my championship. I'm going to beat you. And that's exactly what he, he's been doing, and it's what we've been seeing. Um, so, yeah, this is actually a clip from the last Open Challenge he issued, not on Wednesday Night Dynamite, but this is a, just a previous one of showing Cody in his form there, ready to go, ready to challenge anyone. So, Tyler, I know you love the Open Challenge format. What do you think of Cody's Open Challenges so far? I love it. Yeah, as you were saying, this was an older one, but I, I love seeing these talent come out who we don't know – who it's going to be because last week we got to see Eddie Kingston who at the, we didn't know he was signed with AEW. No one had any idea that he was going to be coming around. You know, Ricky Starks was one thing a few weeks back, but it's very exciting to see Eddie Kingston uh, come into the ring. He's appeared. I'll just go quick into Eddie's background for people who may not know because AEW it is employing a lot of people who, uh, you know, people who are just casual wrestling fans may not know these guys. And I, I was like that for a very long time. So I looked into him. Um, he's appeared with Evolve, the National, or the NWA, we'll call it, uh, and now All Elite Wrestling for the ones that appear on television. Uh, during his time with Impact as well, he performed under the rings of Kingston and the King. Um, he's been wrestling since 2002, and he's trying to basically prove to Cody that, uh, listen, young buck, it's, uh, you're, not, you're not as great as your, uh, your daddy claimed that you were growing up. Um, he's been doing it for years. 
and uh, he is extreme. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very cool to see uh, Eddie Kingston in in, uh, in wrestling. I don't know if we have any any B roll of, of of Eddie Kingston, but um, wow. What a match. It was a, it was one heck of a match. And it's cool to see Eddie Kingston. Actually, pre-COVID, he actually did a tour over in Europe. Um, so it's cool. Yeah. He, he's all over the place. And he's a veteran. He's been wrestling for the better part, I want to say, uh, since 2002. So, I mean, he's been tearing it up in the ring for a while. He's definitely a very well-known name in the independent scene. And it's cool to see AEW giving people like Eddie Kingston uh, that shot to be on national TV, to be on prime time on a Wednesday night on a, yeah. an episode of AEW Dynamite to uh, answer that open challenge to Cody of all people, you know, who I would right. consider to be the, one of the Old top moves. dogs, if not the top dog in AEW. Uh, but, you know, we're, we'll, I don't know if we'll talk down anyone uh, anyone there on that one. But it's definitely exciting. Uh, they had a crazy match, as we said. Uh, Kingston exposed the concrete on the outside of the mat there. They, uh, right. Yeah, there he is. He's there a big he dude. Is. He's a big, big dude. boy. <laughs> he exposed the concrete on the outside, tweaked his, his knee a little bit, his left knee there, which Cody took advantage of. And I did love the storytelling of this oh match here. And this is the I, – I, I don't know about these moments. Yeah. I know you, you love it. But I, I, I love thumbtacks, man. Yeah. I love those extreme matches. Oh, man. Look at all those thumbtacks. That is brutal. I've seen thumbtack matches before. <sighs> but, wow, that was a lot of thumbtacks. Yeah. And it, it went shockingly – uh, I don't know how I thought. I thought Eddie, at any time that happens, the guy who brought the thumbtacks out is the one who ends up going into the thumbtacks. Yeah. That was not the case this time. I was shocked. He got the better of Cody. I don't want to sound like an old wrestler here where I'm like picking at the bit of the little details of things, but there was a, there was a period where it was a John, a Dean Ambrose then versus Chris Jericho in the WWE where they had that hardcore match inside of a steel cage and Jericho went through the thumbtacks. And the whole point was if he's going through the thumbtacks, he has to lose because right. that they're, they're selling the thumbtacks. They're keeping that right. genuine. In this case, they did work at ah. the knee angle with Kingston, but here's my thing. If you go through the thumbtacks, I mean, how do you recover from that? I mean, look at that. It's he's just hair. Look at him. Speckled with thumbtacks across his back. Yeah. No, oh, thank God. you. Ugh. It's just... <laughs> I can't even imagine oh, no. Cody just doing that, and it, and it, and a power bomb. Like normally, we see sometimes a spine buster or right. like someone. Sometimes we even see people just get pushed onto them. Like, oh, right, you yeah, fell on the thumbtacks. He straight up was like, "Yeah, just drive me into these things." And yep. then they kept going. <laughs> like there's thumbtacks all over the mat here, and these guys are still wrestling. And just, oh, it's crazy. But yeah, Kingston is definitely a force to be reckoned with. He's a big dude, and yeah. he's a veteran. And I will say one thing with Kingston. I wasn't extremely familiar with him before um, this episode of Dynamite. I, I looked into him a lot more, and he is an insanely good promo. I mean, that guy can talk. He came out uh, and said to Cody, you know, um, you say you're the tough guy, you're the big dog. And, and he pretty much said, you know, I've been around drug addicts, uh, drunks, and junkies. I know what it's like to be tough. If you keep facing all these boys that are coming out here facing you. Well, now I'm a real man. And, I, and he got into the ring there, and that was just yep. huge. And I mean, then this he, is the finish right here, too. Yeah, it was. this is the finish here. And that's my thing that, again, I'm just like, you take a guy like Kingston, who just came out there and ripped that promo. And again, I'm not trying to scratch at the bit here, but he taps out. Listen, that's our figure decision. four. He taps figure out. Four. Come on. Listen, the figure four is one of the most, uh, you know, renowned uh, finishers in submission history. Um, and then when he 
pulled a bit of a Charlotte flair and did the arch and went up on his arms to put more pressure on him while lying on a bed of thumbtacks. This is true. Um, and and he had a hurt already, knee. I was going to say, and to the already injured knee, which was huge. But I'm excited to hopefully see Kingston do more in AEW because that was a great – it was a fun match to watch. They tore each other Allegedly, apart. Allegedly, this wasn't a one-off, and he will be back. Okay. So. That's good. That's good. Good to know. But, yeah, he's definitely earned his, his keep to uh, be in a company like AEW. Great performer, great wrestler, amazing promo, and I hope to see him do big things and hopefully one day Me maybe win that, win that TNT championship would be huge, would be absolutely huge. But, yeah, and yeah as I said, I this was a overall fun show. I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, this was the opening match. Let's think about that. Right. This, this, that started the show. Right. Uh, and then from there, we kind of slowed down a little bit into a Moxley segment. You want to take us through that? I know you love John Moxley. I do love John Moxley, and I did love him in WWE as Dean Ambrose. Um, has now lost the eye patch, so uh, I guess the eye's good. We're good to go. Um, but Moxley uh, was just talking about how disappointed he was that Taz threw that towel in uh, in the submission maneuver right here. Uh, Taz is ringside, and it's very obvious that Cage is not going to tap out. He's very much like uh, – I'll keep trying to relate it to WWE for you casual casual wrestling fan very very much like a brock lesnar where he's not going to tap out you're going to break his arm or he'll pass out there's Mm -hmm. he's not going to tap and taz knew that look at this maneuver he had him in the deepest arm bar i have seen more than once in this match and then i believe he flips him over one more time Mm -hmm. and wrenches the arm the other way um, so he was commenting about this well, match. I love this, by the way. I love this, by the way. Yep. This is just looking right at Taz and flipping amazing. him off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, can't you can't hear the video right now, but if you heard it, right. Taz was actually saying "screw you" to Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose yeah. giving him the finger. I mean, <laughs> and then he threw the towel in. He threw um, the towel in. It's just funny. And this is this was uh, champion versus champion, the FTW champion versus the AEW champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so big match, uh, and for it to yeah. end with a. The towel being thrown in, hey, yeah, I don't love that. Don't love that. I hate matches that end by stipulation, like mm. like that kind of stipulation. Um, but Taz came out and made a phenomenal point. He goes, sure. my guy wasn't going to tap, and I need him healthy. You had him deep, and he wasn't going to get out of it. Um, so I did what was best for my client, um, and it worked. It worked. It, it, I thought he was going to come out and get booed and have disrespect, and uh, He's still a monster, and as we see there, he attacked yeah, Dean after I mean, the match was over. Anyways, we got it. We got uh, it. So, or John, I'm going to call him Dean for literally the next five years. Yeah, uh, John do. Moxley. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the segment. It was cool to see that he's uh, he's not done. This isn't over. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, uh, as you said, like, this is going to carry over. It has to. They have to have a. a grudge match in a sense or uh, right. a blow off match to be able to do this on a pay-per-view much bigger match. Maybe we'll get a title for champ title for title stipulation, something crazy like that. Who knows? Ooh. I mean, it would, be, it would be exciting to see. It would be exciting to see. I love Brian cage. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Brian cage and yeah. uh, new Orleans a couple years ago during WrestleMania weekend. Great guy. Cool guy. Big dude. Like oh, was he at Supercard? Yeah, no, he was at, um, WrestleFest. WrestleFest, oh, okay. uh, which is like a, it's a smaller uh, version of like an independent type of thing. I think like NEW, but a little bigger for those of you familiar with Northeast Wrestling. Great, amazing company. Love them. Uh, yep. But his bicep, uh, I posed with him and he was like this. And I stood right, like, right next to his bicep and his bicep was bigger than my head. 
Like this dude was, <laughs> if he put me in a headlock, like, that was it. Like I was done. <laughs> big guy, real big guy. Um, I have to send Joe that picture. We could show it next time. We're talking about um, Brian Cage there, but he's a cool dude, really cool dude. Yeah, and Moxley yeah. is Moxley. He's awesome too. Right. He's always fun and uh, that kind of stuff. But we saw Cage play off his heelness there, go after Moxley after Very the good. match. But you got to do it, right? You got to do it. Speaking right. of heels, your favorite heel. Oh yeah, guy. Listen, I'll say this: I don't like MJF that much. He's better but, than you, and he knows it. Oh my gosh. Was I laughing hysterically during this thing? <laughs> he was unbelievably good. Uh, you had Griff Garrison, who I I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with Griff Garrison? Yeah, he not said not before AEW, but okay. he's not been doing well. I think he, I think at the time he was one and three. Uh, for people who don't know, in AEW, they actually keep track of your record, mm. um, and they said going right into it, records will be important. Uh, so you want to win. They're treating it like actual sports. Um, you know, unlike the other business, <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, I love. Look at him. Uh, look at that face. Uh, oh God, MJF's uh, the best. Um, and yeah, you were saying he, he called him out. Um, and, and he was making fun of Griff and how he looks and how he's like a two-bit jungle boy. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and MJF goes on and uh, is just digging into him and Griff mentions his loss in quotations because MJF is going off of the fact that he hasn't lost a match in AEW yet. So why doesn't he have a title uh, around his, uh, his waist? Um, and oh boy, the second Griff mentioned that, uh, didn't go well for MJF or uh, for Griff, did it? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, that was, oh, beat down. And, uh, you know, he actually almost did pull a, a quick one on MJF. MJF had him, uh, was just beating him down in the center of the ring and screaming and putting the mic in his face, telling him to, uh, you know, say that he's undefeated, call him the best. Um, and then when he finally said it, MJF let his guard down and Griff rolled him up for a two and a half. Uh, so it was close, but uh, didn't go much further than that. You know, I'll tell you right now, when he rolled him up, uh, when Griff rolled up MJF, yeah. and I said to myself, how amazing would this be? Like, you yeah. always get that moment with the underdog baby face coming out there, not sure right. who he is. I mean, we could have had a one, two, three kid moment here. Okay? I was just going to say yeah, that. Exactly. We could have <laughs> had a one, two, three moment here, and it would have been absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. But, hey. You know, roll what are you up, roll do? out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that match, kind of short. Um, it, it was it was a good MJF segment, um, but I, I just I want to see him in the title picture. I don't know about you. Um, I don't care who it is uh, or what title he goes for. It would be more fitting if he went after Cody. Um, but I don't think he's gonna go after Cody because Cody's doing this whole open challenge, and Cody's gonna be inviting <laughs> new wrestlers to have uh, opportunities. So, um, bold prediction when uh, Moxley's done with uh cage mjf and moxley are going to have a little rivalry going on here i would love to see that i could see it that'd be awesome i'm I'm, in, I'm all about that for uh for 100 sure but yeah mjf ultimately comes out the victor in that uh so that was cool to see him take the take the w there as the classic heel uh my favorite line from his rant there on griff garrison was say it with your chest, when say he it with your chest. <laughs> we put the mic to him that was amazing uh, I, I laughed to stare. Like I said, MJF just had me the whole time. Uh, so I'll give, Kevin him, Hart I'll give him that one. 
Yes, I'll give him that one. It was absolutely <laughs> uh, hilarious. So, uh, yeah, we're going into our next about here of the Young Bucks Butch versus Butcher and the Blade. Talk about um, talk about a huge, huge match there. I mean, like I said, this could be in a pay-per-view style match. I mean, that could have main evented any show, if you ask me. Yeah, oh, gosh, absolutely. And I, I actually, I must have missed it when they talked about it to start the show. I was completely confused uh, as to what was going on. Hmm. I'm like, why, why are they backstage? What is going on? Uh, and then they just started fighting. <laughs> it was a false count anywhere. I know, and I like that because you think about false, like are you a classic false count anywhere, right? They walk out to the ring. They stand there in the ring. The bell rings and they, then they leave the ring and go all over the place. Right. So, you know what? This is a false cut anywhere. Why not start it in the back? Why not start it in the kitchen. parking lot? Yeah, let's start it anywhere. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Just go anywhere you want. Just, you know, like it's a false cut anywhere. Let's do it. And that's what they did. They tore it apart and they ended it on the stage there with the insane jump. You guys got to go check that video out uh, for wow. yourself sometime. It was absolutely amazing to see them uh, risk it all there. J Jim Ross always calls a great match. Uh, and there he was losing his mind there when they were uh, going at it with that huge match. It was, it was great to see. Yeah. The elbow drop and the uh, Swanton bomb Swanton. in simultaneous fashion, putting butcher and the blade through the tables um, after, you know, they'd already taken a ride on the escalator, taken a cookie pan to the head, gone into the back of a, a tractor trailer truck. Um, they just got torn to shreds by the bucks. Um, Little bit of offense, tiny bit of offense from the Butcher and the Blade. But the Bucks definitely carried that match on their back, and it was very, very good. Mm. For for 100% sure, yeah, it was a great match. It was fun to watch. Uh, and like I said, they, they could have definitely main evented a show with this. They could have definitely taken this anywhere they wanted. I mean, this could have been a Fighter Fest main event. This could have been anything. As you see the, the shot there of them going through the tables and tearing up the entire uh, arena there where they were because they were all over the place bouncing everywhere. And you love to see it. As a fan, it's cool to see other aspects other than just a ring. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, in between the canvas there, between the ropes. So, you absolutely yeah, love absolutely. to watch it. So, I mean, from there, we had this amazing match. The Young Bucks came out victorious. And then we went oh, to yeah. a backstage segment where you, you put the question here, do we like Britt Baker? No. No, I don't like this, this whole woe is me I'm the best women's wrestler on the roster. And, uh, you know, uh, this whole broken nose lip angle, it just reminds me of the horrible angle that was run in WWE with Cody Rhodes, uh, where he had to look at that face. Oh, <laughs> just covered in blood. It just reminds me of that where Cody Rhodes would uh, come out with the uh, shield on his face. Um, and it, I, that was just cringy. Uh, and, and that's how this feels. And I've loved most of what AEW has done so far. Um, but this is just not the same. It the same. It chief. I don't know how you feel about her. I'll say this. Your question was, do we like Britt Baker? No, because we love Britt Baker. I think really? Britt Baker is fantastic. Listen, I'm just saying this right now. Someone messed up her face. We can't have the top women in this division here defending herself. Maybe even being AEW Women's Champion. Who knows? She's in a wheelchair now because she got a leg injury. Someone punched her in the face too hard. Now she has a face injury. I mean, come on. 
She can't catch a break. Britt Baker here is the best of the best. I agree with Britt Baker. She is amazing. She is awesome. And it's just unfortunate that she's in this situation. So I don't care what her attitude is. She has a right to be upset. Like that wheelchair should spin itself around. All right. She was right to say that. Her <laughs> assistant there, her assistant there needs to get it together. She needs to flip that chart on, on, on command. All right. There's no time for Britt Baker to, to be wasted. She was way too good of a talent to have her time wasted, to have her talent wasted. All right. She has a lot going on. She deserves to be in a main event spot. So it's very unfortunate that she's not there. But hey, what are you going to do? Hey, you know, I just think like her uh, significant other, she just needs to shut up once in a while because uh, I really am not enjoying the attitude from either of them currently. <laughs> no, I got to love it. I got to defend Britt Baker. She, uh, she so, has it together. Listen, she's a doctor. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. and, and I'll say this. I think it's so badass to have the Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Like, sure, it's just three letters, but that's just, it looks cool on the Titan Tron. It's cool to say, like, Dr. Britt Baker DMD. It's just an awesome yeah. name. And you can't it, see my face right now, but I'm scowling. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, you know, I should have, I should have just assumed you were doing that. And I'm not even <laughs> in the least bit surprised that, uh, that that is going on. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> So uh, from there, we have Taz defending his decision to toss in the towel there uh, for the Brian Cage match, defending it, saying it was a good business decision. Now, is this a good business decision for Taz or a good business decision for Brian Cage? What do you think? Um, that's a tough question. I, I honestly think this was a better question for Taz or a better decision <laughs> for Taz because he's saving, um, he's saving his guy. I think he knows uh, the limits of Cage, um, and he didn't want uh, Mox. He knows how crazy Mox is, and he didn't want Mox to rip his arm out of its socket. Um, so it was a it was a great decision uh, from a managerial position. And also, I mean, Cage can be as mad as he wants, uh, but he still has an arm that works. So this is valid. This is very true. This is very true. But yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree there. It's not even a question that it was a good business decision for for uh, for Taz himself and not Brian Cage. Yeah. I mean, Cage is a monster. Cage has been in crazy matches. He's a wrestler. That's what he does. So uh, the fact that the the towel was thrown in there uh, definitely benefits Taz himself. You got to protect your meal ticket. You know, uh, you can't yeah. you can't be letting that get away from you. So I, I respect the decision by Taz there to throw in the towel to say, you know what, not worth it. Championship isn't on the line. Who cares? And at the end of it, Taz and Brian Cage can just say, yeah, Taz threw in the towel. And Taz can say, yeah, but Brian Cage was ready. He could have still kept fighting. I just felt like doing that for my client. I had to protect yeah. my client. So I respect that 100%. You know, it's awesome. You love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's very good to see a, a strong manager. Um, and uh, I think we have two strong managers that I can call out right now in AEW being Taz and the lovely and beautiful well-spoken Vicky Guerrero. Um, it is great to see Vicky back in the ring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you love watching Vicky Guerrero and uh, all that good stuff. So that's awesome to see. But uh, hey, we will roll into some women's action here. I say, listen, I don't think they got enough time in their match. I will say that right no, now. No, that was short. It was a short match and they were tearing it up, dude. Like they had a good match. It was not um, not a bad match at all. Yeah, Dynamite versus Ivelisse. Um, oh, Diamante, I'm sorry, versus Ivelisse. It was fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they tore the match up. It seemed very emotional. It felt kind of slow, 
but it wasn't one of those matches that I feel like they got enough time. I feel like they could have done a lot more. They could have built up a lot more, and they just weren't allowed to. I mean, plain and simple, they weren't allowed to. Um, but, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with you in saying it felt slow. It just – I don't know if they don't have good ring chemistry, and this is speaking out of kayfabe. Um, I don't know if they maybe just don't have good chemistry in the ring, but the match felt slow because it felt uh, botchy, like a lot of stuff, and not the game botchy. It felt like there were a lot of botches <laughs> going on in the ring. Um, not like they were terribly visible, but for someone who watches as much wrestling as Noah and I, we can see where it's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and it just, while it felt emotional because they're both trying to make their records uh, improve for a shot at the uh, at the title, Absolutely. it just was not, I don't know. It felt like a, a, a dark match that okay. everyone is like, oh boy, how exciting. Uh, and then you go get your soda and popcorn and come back. Um, but I will give Ivelisse her credit here. She hit an incredible powerbomb that was just mm. gorgeous, but ultimately it didn't end up mattering because my least favorite end to a match, Diamante won anyways by a roll-up. I hate roll-ups. It is, ugh. And I just, especially when it happens more than once in a night. And I think this was, I believe, this was the only women's match of the night. Yes, I'm looking back back now. It was. And it ended in a roll-up. That is brutal. And uh, that is something I will give. I'll give WWE one thing over AEW right now, and it's their women's division. Um, Their women's division, they give chances to do these incredible big moments. And I don't Mm. think it's happening in in AEW yet. They still have incredible, incredible wrestlers like Britt, like Penelope, like uh, Rio and Nyla Rose. And all these, all these incredible uh, talent. I just wish they'd give them more time on TV. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could see that. I could see that. And um, yeah, I have to agree. The WWE Women's Division is definitely higher. They definitely had more time to build it. Uh, they have the faces. Oh yeah. Of what we would call the Women's Revolution. So it's cool to see. Uh, but AEW definitely has talent, you know. And uh, once Britt Baker comes back, the the top of the top there. We'll be able to start seeing some some big time talent. I can only picture the eye roll that is on your face right now, but <laughs> but I regress and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, rolling in, rolling through the night, uh, I, I, the matches just kept on coming. It was a match after match after match, and they were all amazing. And you have Allen Five Angels versus Hangman Adam Page, um, one of your favorites, right? Oh, Hangman Page is amazing. You can't you can't just dis, uh, dispute the talent that that man possesses. He is absolutely incredible. Uh, I love Hangman Page because he was a teacher before he became a wrestler, and I'm a substitute teacher. I love wrestling. I mean, it's cool. I'm not saying I'm the next Hangman Adam Page, but <laughs> you might be. You know, if I start, yeah, who knows? But Hangman Adam Page is an amazing, talented person. This match was crazy to watch because both guys were very agile. Both guys were doing kip ups, crazy super kicks, flips. Uh, insane maneuvers really against each other. And it was really fun to watch. Uh, this was a great match. I haven't seen a lot of Allen five angels, but it is crazy seeing that man go, especially against a guy like hangman. It was a lot of fun. Hangman really did kind of conduct the whole match. He had a lot of offense going um, high energy between the two. And it, and it was great. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. What did you think uh, of this match here before we get into the post match of this? No, it was cool. Um, it, and it had very high energy between the two. And I had, I had mentioned to you when we were speaking about it earlier that uh, five reminds me almost of a Rey Mysterio type. He's a little bit taller than Ray, but the way he moves in the ring 
It's very quick, high-paced, high-energy offense. Um, and it's it just seemed like this match was set for like a opener or a second tier card uh, for a pay-per-view because, you know, in the mid middle of the match, the dark order comes out and uh, it just, it had a feel like something massive could happen here. It's going to be an incredible end, which ultimately really wasn't an incredible end to the match. The, the announcer team was caught off guard because uh, cold or uh, cold <laughs> um, hangman page didn't hit, his normal finishing maneuver. He hit him with this, what looked like a pop-up power bomb from Kevin Owens um, and pinned him. And Jim, Jim Ross was just like, Oh, um, all right. Match is over. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. And they had some crazy moves. Uh, Hangman had a really good spinning elbow. I loved seeing that. I love those types of moves that are quick hitting and the snap by Allen five angels. When he hit the mat was great. But these these two guys, I mean, sold the heck out of it and they, they beat the crap out of each other to say the least. And they were very athletic. It was a fun match to watch. Uh, But post-match, the dark order came out led by um, Brody Lee there. It was really cool to see all of them together. Obviously, Allen Five Angels lost that match, so it would be interesting to see what they do with him later on. Maybe there's some repercussions there for losing to Hangman. But they surrounded Hangman, and Hangman, uh, I was shocked. Not really. He's kind of the guy to be a fighter, but he went in. I mean, he was just starting yeah. to people. He did not care whatsoever that he was surrounded by a bunch of others. Uh, he was ready to go, and he started to – delivering forearm after forearm after forearm. And then the Calvary came, which this part was amazing uh, because you <laughs> had the Dark Order surround Hangman and then FTR followed by Kenny Omega ran out. Now, I don't know what Kenny was doing backstage. I mean, he looked like he was getting ready to do some skateboarding where uh, he had the shorts <laughs> there. He had the, the John Cena shorts there and a T-shirt on. But, you know, I love Kenny. So much respect there coming out and saving um, – saving his buddies there. But yeah, so leading into this, the main event of this show, I absolutely adored. I thought this was a fun match. Dude. Yeah. Seeing the inner circle versus uh, Jungle Express, a uh, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. We got to correct ourselves because we said that last week above. <laughs> and we, we were saying corrected. Jungle Express. We were corrected by people. Yeah, but, so I, I, it's another one that is like, oh, we're going to keep saying it because of Jungle Boy but we will do our best to say Jurassic Express. Yes, for sure. But this was a great match. And I always say there's great matches, there's good matches. This was a fun match to me. It was a really yeah. fun match seeing those guys tear it up so much in the ring there. Um, you know, the back and forth offense the whole night. It was really fun to see. Uh, it ended with interference, but what are you going to do there with the who we thought? Oh, we'll get to that who we thought was someone else. But what did you think of this match overall? I mean, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was fun. Um, There's a lot of great offense in this match. I mean, the talent in the ring could not have been overplayed at all. I mean, these three, those four people in there were amazing. What did you think of this match, Tyler? You know, I I love how Jurassic Express works because they're three very different uh, wrestlers. Marco Stunt obviously doesn't get that much ring time uh, compared to the other two. Um, but I honestly think that uh, Jungle Boy could be one of the one of the future champions um, in in AEW. Um, and of course, when you put them up against guys like the Inner Circle, that's going to be a great match. Mm. No, for sure, for sure. We got to see in action, so that was great seeing him in action. Uh, you know, they went at each other there. Um, Hager's a big, big man. I mean, that yeah. guy cannot be 
held down by anybody. He is a big dude. But we had a surprise here. Sammy Guevara is back. He came back, back in disguise. I he fooled me. I did not. Well, think yeah, was I was like, because I I forgot about Serpentico honestly because he mm. usually only wrestles on AEW Dark. Yep. Um. So he hasn't really had a a debut up yep. here. Um. And and his his girlfriend on Twitter made a hilarious uh, post. She said, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was dating Sammy Guevara this whole time." Um, so (laughs) that was good but he yeah Sammy Guevara hiding ringside uh, the whole night dressed as Serpentico Mm. no for sure and it was uh, funny I mean he he really sold it the whole time I I had no idea as I said Serpentico (laughs) got into the ring and he interfered there and I was kind of like what like what is he joining the inner circle now like what the heck's going on I think even Jim Ross said that (laughs) and then next thing you know he takes the mask off and there's Sammy and I'm like you Lurch sex gods of a bitch. Oh, I, I, <laughs> listen, as fans, being fans this long of wrestling, we should have totally seen it coming, but we didn't. So who knows? Uh, blown away. Yeah, well, you know, know why we didn't see it coming? No one thought he was going to be back this soon. This is true. This is true. He did have a quick return, uh, but it was cool to see. You know, it was cool to see. But that segment there set up next week's contest of the Inner Circle versus Jurassic Express, Best Friends, and Cassidy because, uh, hey, they all got attacked. And there's the graphic there. You have that match. It's going to be awesome. Everyone should check that out. Um, well, yeah, yeah what had happened um, was that uh, they got attacked after the match. So yes. the best friends in Orange Cassidy came out to defend uh, the Jurassic Express. Yes, absolutely. But um, it's cool that we got this setup of it. I mean, Teddy Long would be proud because you have all those people in the ring. and he can't, <laughs> You know, we're going to have ourselves a tag team match. And that's Featuring exactly- the Undertaker. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But that's exactly what we're going to have next week. So that'll be exciting to see for sure. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to next week already. But overall, Tyler, I mean, what would you rip to, to give a closeout to what we saw in AW? What was your overall opinion of this show last week? Out of five stars, I give it four. Uh, for And this isn't I, I won't use the same rating for pay-per-views, uh, but I'll give it four stars. Mm. Um, we had our good matches and they were all spread out. The, the, the top matches were not like boom, 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 one after the other. So they forced us to pay attention to the whole night um, and enjoy enjoy the whole show. Sure, it had its low moments, but that gives you your time to catch your breath in between these incredible matches and not be overwhelmed by everything that's coming at you. So, yeah, four out of five stars for me. For sure. And I would, I would probably agree. I would go four and a half. Um, just wow. because of the, I would go four and a half, if, you know, a, a close five, just because they had so many amazing matches. I mean, the main event was really fun to watch. You had a top talent like Jericho. Uh, Luchasaurus is a monster of a human being, and he can wrestle. His kicks are so convincing, it's unbelievable. And the the opening of the show itself, I mean, that you just hit the ground running. It was zero to a hundred in an instant yeah. with Cody versus uh, Kingston there. So that was really, really awesome to see. Um, but hey. Overall, a great show. I'm looking forward to next week. I know you are as well. Yeah, Tony Khan was saying that next week's episode is supposed to be one of the best episodes they've had in as long as they've been running the show. So I am curious to see what they have in, in store for us. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting to see, exciting to watch. But we had a contest last week. We, we said did. it was going to end last night, which it did. And Tyler and I, as we stated in the terms, chose a winner. Uh, Tyler, I'll, do you want to take it and announce the winner of the first contest here of CWE? Yes, so it was very exciting. Thank you, everyone, the, 
Crossing Wrestling Entertainment Podcast uh, Instagram page. We had a lot of uh, interaction for our for our first content on there. Um, and a congratulations goes out to uh, my good buddy Dylan Braccia, who uh, was the one picked out of our many comments we got. He followed the instructions. Uh, so as we do this in the future, now you all know uh, anyone can win. So Dylan, congrats. Uh, we will get in touch with you about sure. uh, your t-shirt, whichever one you're looking to get. Uh, and uh, yeah, Noah and I will reach out to you to get that all sorted out. So everyone keep your eyes open for some more giveaways and uh, we'll keep, uh, if you guys like it, we'll just keep doing it as we roll on here into the next few weeks. No, absolutely. Absolutely. We have plenty of uh, t-shirts to give away and all that good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, congrats to Dylan. There you go. Oh, Tyler, that's your comment. There you go. That a boy. Congratulations, yeah. Dylan. <laughs> you love it. Hey, there's Dylan's hey, watching. There Dylan, he thanks is. for watching, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Fantastic. So we'd like uh, with, to we'd love to have everyone come on the show and comment too. So everyone, please yes, comment absolutely. down down below. We want to hear from you. I Interact see there's a bunch us. of people watching, and I'd love to hear your opinions on what we're saying. If you think we're wrong, call us out. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I can't be doing it all the time with Tyler. He can't do it all the time with me. You know, we gotta <laughs> we gotta share the wealth here. We gotta share the wealth. But Tyler, would you like to plug our presenters here? Yeah, so uh, as, as some of you may know, we get to uh, do these podcasts because of Clovercrest Media. Uh, my good friend Joe Aguirre uh, and teacher at the Connecticut School of Broadcast uh, was kind enough to uh, turn me on to podcasting. And I turned to my buddy Noah and said, Noah, let's do some podcasting. And we went to Joe and he offered us this platform. So if you have anything that you uh, want to talk about uh, or, or report on, podcasting is, is the way to go. And Clovercrest will get you started with that. So if you have any questions, uh, please, you can reach out to us or just reach out to Clovercrest Media uh, right off the bat and they will get you started on whatever you'd like uh, for your podcasting career. For sure, for freaking sure. And hey, with that being said, I'm Noah Cross. That was Tyler Bard. Thank you for joining us this week on Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.